I am proud and pleased to be able to introduce Her Royal Highness Princess Lamia bint Majid Al Saud. She's the Secretary General and a board member of the Awalid Philanthropies. She is the mother of two, a fantastic businesswoman, and she is the author of a best-selling book called Children and Blood that tackles the complex issue of, honoring, of honor killings and reflects on the harsh realities which with women in the Middle East face. She has won countless awards. Ladies and gentlemen, Her Royal Highness Princess Lamia. Thank you, Paige, for the humbling introduction and all the remarkable work that you and the Huntsman Center Foundation do. Your Excellencies, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to ask you to indulge me for a minute. Imagine a group of young girls at a birthday party. Imagine they have been encouraged to dress up as someone they admire or aspire to be, who do you think they would choose? A famous singer, a movie star, perhaps a princess? You know what, all are fine choices. But what if, what if I told you that those little girls might want to dress as a scientist or a soccer player? What, uh, what if among the fluffy dresses and the sparkling tiaras, you find a doctor's coat or a smart business suit? Would you find this strange? Should we stop them from dreaming? The answer, of course, is no. I put it to you that if we truly want to change the future, we need to listen and accept the dream of those young girls, whatever they may be. If we truly want to change the future, we need to pay attention to their passions, their inspirations, and dreams. And on top of all, if we really and truly want to change the future, we need to believe in their powers and in their willingness to achieve. You see, children are not bound by fears or constraints of their elders. They love more eagerly. They understand more easily. They do not judge. And they do not doubt that they are capable to do more. On the other hand, we adults are frightened of what we do know. And we often fail to look beyond our comfort zone, let alone our borders. Yet those little girls do not have this fear. While playing in their costumes, they do not shy away from speaking their minds. They are not afraid to ask the difficult, often uncomfortable question. Why shouldn't we do the same? Why shouldn't we question unconventional wisdom? 
For example, rather than assuming that the average Saudi woman is a second-class citizen with no say in her own life, some, someone to be pitied rather than taken seriously. Why don't we take a second look? We can start doing that by looking beyond the myths. For instance, do you know that girls were educated in the kingdom only two years after the first university was established in 1957. A part of his vision for female empowerment, His Majesty King Saud bin Abdulaziz ordered a royal announcement in 1959. The general presidency for the education of girls, 1959. You may be surprised that was the year when girls actually start going to school. And now, more than half a century later, did you know that 30% of our Shura Council member, which is the equivalent of the US Congress, are female? Or that over half of our Saudi university graduates are women? Or that there are two brilliant ladies, Rania Nashar, Sarah Sahemi are in charge of two of our country's biggest financial institutes. Would you believe that one of my own personal favorite lady, Shaal Shmemri, was first person from Saudi Arabia and the Gulf to work with NASA? She joined them at the age of 10, 22 years old and then went on and found her own aerospace company at the age of 26. Dr. Ghada Al-Mutairi, one of our brightest minds, is an award-winning nanoscientist with several patents on her name. Sarah Attar, one of our sporting heroes, represented the kingdom at both 2012-2016 Olympics Games. What about Um Ahmed? Would you believe that she is preserving vitally important part of the Saudi culture, almost in her own. She isn't a scientist, nor a doctor, not even a banker, yet she is in fact a very talented craftswoman with an endless passion, what do I love to call a guardian of our heritage and culture. These are just a view of many examples I would give you. And yet, these pioneers and overachievers are not as well known or recognized as they deserve to be. And this, ladies and gentlemen, have to stop and change. Why? Well, let's go back to those girls. Their dreams might be limitless, but without role models to guide them. Their journey will be much more difficult we need more ladies for them to look up to. It is one of the reasons why Walid Philanthropy gather women from all around the world in Riyadh for women's empowerment conferences this year. The first of its kind in Saudi Arabia. We wanted to show the women and girls alike that opportunity is out there for them. And their dreams can come true this has never been truer than it is today. 
That is not to say that challenges do not remain in our society. They do. And we do not deny that. But in the same time, it is true in every country as well. And we must not lose sight of the very real progress that has been made. We must have insist that the voices of those who have achieved this progress are heard. It was these voices, after all, that celebrated His Majesty, King Salman bin Abdelaziz's decision to decree that women will be permitted to drive in the kingdom. This was major news for all of us back then. In fact, within 48 hours after the announcement, El Walid Philanthropist Team was the first organization to respond by launching the first initiative in support of His Majesty Royal Decree. His Royal Highness Prince El Walid bin Talal has always been a strong supporter of women's rights, including their rights to drive. Beyond the clear question of, of rights and morality, there is also a question of economics. As many as 1.5 million women worked in Saudi Arabia in 2015, a number that is only set to increase when driving will allow them easier access to the workplace. This supports our country targets of getting 30% of women active in workforce by 2030. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we must go beyond simply allowing our children to dream and instead start inspiring them to do so. We must enable them to make good on their dream every single day and pass them on for generation to come. Everyone, of course, will have her or his own ideas on what they ought to learn and how they should live their lives. But who are we to stop them from dreaming? We should not impose our own narrow ideas on their imagination. Instead, we must foster their creativity, their voices, and their idols. As a mother and as a proud Saudi woman, I say we should look to the future, a future that can only stand to gain from empowering girls, both in my country and abroad. After all, who is to say that the little girl dressed dressed as a doctor, won't be the next Dr. Salwa al-Hazah. Or that the girl dressed in a lovely business suit is the next Raya Abed. So I would really would like to ask you for a favor, ladies and gentlemen. The next time you see a young girl, try to see the world from her own perspective. And imagine what she aspires to achieve who does she look up to and why? Be confident that whatever we set today as a standard for girls' role models will become tomorrow's fact. It is up, it is up to all of us to set the right standards for these young girls. We should all keep that childish sense of tolerance and wonder Change is happening in my beloved kingdom, 
and women are leading the way. Thank you.